0: While some music artists have lately been pushing back against the unfair shares their work seems to receive from streaming platforms, others have been investigating life beyond Spotify. For her latest album launch, Irish disco queen Roisin Murphy took over a London warehouse for a trial run of a new ticketed online event endeavour from the music sharing platform Mixcloud, with which all proceeds go to the artist. Culture Files' Louise McMahon zoomed the pop diva in her. London living room to talk about the gig, Murphy's retreat at Banksy's Hotel in Bethlehem and the power of creativity in lockdown. I feel my story is still untold, but I'll make my own happy ending. I think I'd rather be alone than making do mending. I think maybe I've outgrown this old town. I see you almost every day. And every time I turn around, I love this stuff. A performer has to perform type thing, you know, I mean, I'm used to it, I'm Irish, you know, I'm used to getting up in the living room and singing. We were already developing this one woman show, which was where I had this enormous screen and I can kind of climb into the screen. And so I become part of the content, which is very much coming from me, the content. You know what I'm saying? It's not just content, it's actually part of me. Lockdown. There is some kind of connection going on when I'm performing to this particular computer in my living room the wall comes down between me and the audience and we're touching again I guess now with its social media and everything life is a show there's a potential for a performer like me to just have a everlasting show going on and there's nothing wrong with that somebody said to me years ago I saw oh, yeah I do a bit of yoga and they were like pure yoga people and they were like Yoga means every day, so maybe performance or creativity for me means every day, and I'm healthier and stronger in that department the more I exercise those muscles, the more every day I get up, I've got something creative I've got to do. It showed me in lockdown that I'm very lucky that I have that, that I've always had it, I've always ran into creativity when I've needed to, and it's always there for me. Just one would be like... Tell us about the retreat that you did in Bethlehem with Brian Eno oh, yeah. at the Banksy Hotel. Fascinating experience. Invited by Brian Eno to go to stay at Banksy's hotel where the wall is between Israel and Palestine. You're in this beautiful uh, room and then you walk out into your balcony, open up the screens of the balcony and right there is this wall and you look up and you see these guys with the guns. And the people that I met and the fascinating insight I got and going to Jerusalem and seeing all the different churches and whether you believe or you don't believe, there's some kind of magnet there. You start to feel when you're there, everything else spins off this very place. Everything we are, everything it is, We met lots of incredible musicians. Actually, a professor came in to talk us through some of these scales and things that they use. Why the music is more complicated than Western music. We were there on a creative retreat and we needed to achieve something and by the very nature of it, it would have been something that was always going to be a, a big mix-up of cultures and, and a, and a cross-breeding of musical styles. It was fascinating, fascinating. What's Brian Eno like? <laughs> well, Eno wasn't there because he was afraid that he would jeopardize it. I mean, it was really cloak and dagger. We had to kind of avoid being questioned on the way in and so on and uh, he, he felt that if he did actually come at the last minute, he felt that he was gonna be like, get us all in trouble by turning up because he's so well known for, uh, for his cause there. And um, he's not exactly everybody's favorite, on the way in the airport. But he was there on the screen like this, like we are now. He was like a Bond villain on the screen at all times, watching over what we were doing. Bring it back, sing it back, bring it back, it back, bring it, back. Bring it back The clothes, yeah. I, I always worked with the live music with Simon Phillips. He's a roadie, really. He's not wardrobe. He was our guitar tech at one time. I've had people do wardrobe, fashion-y people, and they don't really know how to tour. And that's the main part of it, is that I have someone touring with me. I don't need someone telling me what to wear, but I need someone with me who can carry all, I mean, we came with seven huge suitcases full of stuff just for me Uh. the other day. And I always make my decisions at the last minute as well, you know. I always give myself all the options. I wish I didn't do that. I, I really wish I could learn to to sort it out before I went to the venue type thing, but I can't. So I just bring everything. And that's a big job for Simon Phillips, all this, you know. But he turns up, he's got his, like, his black shorts on, his black t-shirt. He's a classic long-haired roadie, you know. Carrying all these feathers and hats and bags and masks and... <laughs> Three hats on his head at once, and oh, but he'll go to the nth degree. I'll go, Where's them so and so sunglasses or whatever that got lost and strewn on the stage? And he'll run back to the stage and then he'll come back to me and he'd be all covered in cuts and bruises where he fell down, but he didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I found him roots, and then it's like, Nice for Simon. <laughs> I can't afford to plan shows before I do them to the ninth degree of what's going to happen. I can only really pull in as much as I possibly can ideas-wise and try and make them come off. And uh, so it's always in the lap of the gods a little bit. There's that many moving parts when you're putting together a show. But yeah, the last minute for the close, honestly. Roisin Murphy there talking to Louise McMahon and Roisin's new album is called Roisin Machine.